Born Movement by Words to Inspire. We invite you to be informed, to be involved, and to be in prayer. On these podcasts, you'll hear stories from women and men who tell of the damaging after effects of legal abortion, physical, emotional, and spiritual. Such a dark stain on our nations around the world. The ripple effect on moms, dads, grandparents, and siblings impacts not only this generation, but generations to come. We are committed to also telling you through these dynamic stories about the amazing grace of our Heavenly Father. He offers love, forgiveness, and restoration to all who call on Him. We pray that every podcast highlights God's healing grace. And now today's podcast. Welcome to today's Unborn Movement podcast. We are so happy that you joined us and I am so happy that I am here to be able to introduce my dear friend Gina. My name is Arlene Gabrielson and I am part of the Unborn Movement ministry team and we're so thrilled to have Gina with us today because her message is going to change lives to show, she's going to show us today and tell us today what God has done in her life. And we're praying that this is going to be an inspiration and hope for all of you who are listening. I know it will. Let's open with prayer today. Father, I just thank you that you are a good God, that you love us. You love us so much, God. You gave your son to die on a cross so that we would live with you forever. You have forgiven us of our sins. You have given us your Holy Spirit. Oh, Father, what could we do and how could we thank you enough for what you have done? And Lord, you have restored lives over and over again. And we're going to hear from Gina today because you have done that for her. So, Lord, I just pray that every single one that's listening will just be encouraged, will have hope, and will find you in a very special and unique and deeper way from listening to Gina's story. We give you this next few minutes, Lord. We give it to you, and we ask that you would just use it for your glory. And we thank you again for who you are. We love you, Lord. We ask this in your precious name. Amen. Well, welcome, Gina. We finally got together. (laughs) Thank you for having me. You are welcome. Now, you're going to read your story today. And so everyone, including me, is anxious to hear it. So go ahead, Gina. Have you ever found yourself in a situation you didn't know how to get out of? Or you made some decisions you wish you hadn't? At the time, it seemed like the only thing you could do. Later to find that this one choice would end up turning your life so far from God that you didn't feel worthy of his love or forgiveness. It pains me to think about that time in my life. However, what grieves me more was the time I spent believing the lie that what I had done was something that God would find unforgivable. What? This wasn't supposed to happen. What will we do? 
not ready for this. I'm leaving for college in the fall. What will I say to my family? What will others think of us? We can't do this. The weight of this is too much. I need to take care of this. I don't have any other choice. No one will have to know. A month before I graduated high school, I made a decision that would ultimately affect my life for many years to come. I made a choice to end the life of my child through abortion. My boyfriend drove me to Planned Parenthood against his better judgment. I had let fear get the best of me, and this was the only way I saw to fix my situation. I recall laying on the bed in the clinic, looking into the nurse's eyes, with tears running down my face as she assured me everything was, would be okay. What had I done? The pain was horrific. I remember seeing the sadness in my boyfriend's eyes when I came out of the recovery room and my heart ached. I knew things would never be the same. I just stared out the window on the way home, unable to speak of the horror that had just taken place. I felt empty, numb, and sad. My relationship with my boyfriend ended four months later when I was in college. Depression led to bulimia and poor choices were made. I withdrew from my friends and family, slept all the time, and hardly ate. I was not healthy, mentally or physically. What did it matter anyways? I had done the unthinkable. And because of that, my boyfriend no longer wanted to be with me. Rather than deal with what I had done, I covered up my pain with alcohol and stuffed it all down. But God continued to pursue me throughout the years. My husband and I were married and we had two sons within the next four years. When my youngest son was just shy of two years old, he was hospitalized for a month, followed by two months of outpatient therapies. We saw the hand of God in, the he in his healing and started back to church. Through it all, God was by our side. In November of 1999, I had my first of three miscarriages. With the first one, all the emotions I had stuffed down over time from the abortion erupted into uncontrollable tears, anger, and disappointment. How come God gave us two healthy pregnancies only to take this one away? Two months later, I lost another child to miscarriage. Is God punishing me for having an abortion? Then a third miscarriage took place eight months later. How could God ever forgive me for taking the life of my own child? That thought would continue to be what Satan would use to hold me in bondage for many years to come. Throughout the years, there would be triggers that would remind me of that day. I would mourn the loss on anniversaries with deep regrets, but then stuff it all back down until something else would remind me of it again. Yet God continued to come alongside me. My husband and I had attended various churches off and on in our marriage, searching for the right fit, but never really settling in. 
My husband was diagnosed with cancer when I was pregnant with my youngest child. This was a difficult time for our family. As a result of this diagnosis, my husband was seeking out a greater relationship with the Lord and led our family to a church where we began a new faith journey as a family. During this time, God brought new friends into our lives who helped us to grow in our faith. As we did, my heart softened, God healed my husband from his cancer, and slowly I started to open up. One weekend, I attended a retreat with a group of friends. Someone had, I had just met asked me if I was a Christian. I told her, yes, I believe I am, but I did something when I was a teen that's keeping me from being forgiven. I proceeded to tell her my story. How could I ever be forgiven for that? She took both my hands in hers, looked me in the eyes, and boldly said these words to me. Jesus died on the cross for us, for all of us, for all our sins. He died on the cross for you too. Do you believe that? Is that not enough for you? What more would you like him to do for you? That bold question from her set me on an amazing life-giving journey to sit at the feet of Jesus, repent from my sins, grab hold of his hand, and choose to follow him the rest of my life. Throughout my journey to freedom, I have sought out multiple Bible studies, initially getting to know the Lord, that brought forth a heart change in beginning to pursue the amazing God who has who was always there for me. He never left my side through it all. In 2010, I stumbled upon my first Bible study on post-abortive trauma called Binding Up the Brokenhearted through healinghearts.org and started to get to the root of my trauma. About seven years ago, I took part in another study pertaining to post-abortion and miscarriage healing called Rich in Mercy. I feel that God has called me to come alongside and support women who have had an abortion and help them find healing, as well as supporting our youth by sharing my story to help prevent others from making the same mistake I did. In preparing my testimony, God revealed to me that the choice to abort my child was a single event that happened so long ago. Shame, guilt, and a feeling of unworthiness of God's forgiveness held me captive for over 24 years. The Lord pursued me in multiple ways during that time, and ultimately, I met Jesus in a powerful way. I knew that I was forgiven. My true journey to freedom has taken place in my pursuit of getting to know him. As I look back to when I was a teen and attending our church's youth group, I remembered that my favorite song from that time was Seek Ye First. The words to that song came out of Matthew 6, 33 and Matthew 7, 7. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. 
ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. The Lord had impressed those words upon my heart long before I would fully know what it meant to seek him first. He knew the decision I would make that would set my life on a different path. But he also knew the plans he had for me, that one day I would turn from my sin, ask for his forgiveness, surrender to him, and spend the rest of my life in pursuit of him. The Lord God sees us, he knows our hearts, and he has always been faithfully by my side. About two years ago, I started a new Bible study with a friend. We were getting to know the people at our table. And this <laughs> this wonderful woman who happens to be with me today, <laughs> Arlene, asked me how many kids I had. My response was, I have three children here and four children in heaven. Never in my life have I ever responded with those words when asked that question. But God knew. And he used that conversation and connection to encourage and validate his truth that my time to commit to my calling by sharing my testimony was drawing close. When I was asked if I would share my testimony, my response was a yes and amen, draw my line in the sand, forgiven and set free. Yes, Lord, I will trust you and follow your lead. In Hebrews 12, 1 through 3, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. If any of you are still living with guilt or shame or something in your past, it's not too late. Cast your cares upon Jesus. Make the choice to stop running. Repent from your sin. And turn your eyes to the one who has given his life for you. Jesus died for you. And he wants to set you free in your own journey to freedom. Gina, I have heard that story several times now. And I was crying again because I recognize what Jesus has done in your life. And it's so powerful. And I truly believe that God has had his hand on you for years and finally <laughs> the time was right and you were able to give it all and surrender like you said and that last verse that you quoted those three verses from Hebrews 12 that's my life verse too and I I just know Oh, that's, we have, we have a cloud of witnesses that are cheering us on. They are cheering you on, Gina. And God will keep us in his hands 
and as our other friend says, under his wings Mm -hmm. all of the time. So I thank you so much for being willing to share because I know that there are others who needed to hear this today because Jesus is a life changer. A life changer and a joy giver, right? Yes, yes. (laughs) And I thank you for this opportunity and for being courageous enough to speak that truth over. Yes, yes. But I love what that friend said at the retreat. You know, and that made me think, you know, isn't that not enough? What more are we going to ask Jesus to do for Mm -hmm. us, right? Yeah. What a powerful, powerful thing to be said. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Well, we just thank you for being here. And those of us, those of you who are listening to us and me kind of blubber over myself here, um, we thank you for being with us. And we just pray that you have been blessed and are filled with hope and encouragement because Jesus is good and he is the joy giver and our savior and our friend and we all love him so much don't we okay okay bye for now thanks for joining us as we close off today i invite you to be part of the unborn movement there are several ways to be involved why not join the unborn movement facebook page get involved in a local pregnancy center or start the conversation in your church providing a safe place for stories to be told for there is a lot of pain in the pews. Find out more about our ministry at wordstoinspire.ca or contact me, Ruth, at wordstoinspire.ca. Until next time, I'm Ruth Coghill for the Unborn Movement. Bye for now.